Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Leanne McCoy podcast today. Uh, today, I have a special treat for you. I got my good husband, Tom, and I to sit down together and to just um, talk freely about our thoughts and the things that we've learned in being parents of adult, quote, children. I think for parents, this is the longest parenting season we have is from the time they've grown up to the time we die. There's decades of time in that and we're learning we're we're new at this we've only spent one decade in this season of life but but as we've um, experienced this season of our life we've learned some really valuable lessons and those are what we're going to share with you today so as you listen to this podcast i hope you're encouraged if you are the parents of adults i hope it encourages you please do share this podcast with any friends you have that might benefit from this as well For today's episode, I thought it would be a whole lot of fun for Tom and I to wax eloquent on all the great things that we're learning as we've entered into this, as we've as we've entered into this season of our life where we're becoming or have been parents of adult ch- uh, children, and it's a thing now, and it's a really difficult thing, and it's a thing that's. Um, it's surprisingly difficult, I think. And anyway, we're learning things. And what uh, we're going to do is, Tom, thank you for being here with us. You're welcome. And, and so uh, we're going to wax eloquent about <laughs> things we probably don't know a lot about. <laughs> but we'll tell you what we're trying to learn as we go. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're going to do. So here's what we're going to call this uh, uh, podcast episode is five things we've learned in this world of parenting adults. And five things we're continuing to learn, maybe, because I'm sure we don't have it down yet. Uh, just like all of life, parenting adult children is a learning, continuing, continual learning process. That's right. And by the time we know what we know now, it'll change because we're all changing. <laughs> They'll be at a different stage of life and we'll be at a different stage of life and it continues on. So anyway, but here's our five things. Okay. I'll read the thing. You want me to read the thing? Well, I'll tell you the first thought. We okay. have five thoughts. The first one, it's okay to be okay that they, that is your children, didn't turn out the way you thought they would. It's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. okay to be okay no, yeah. that they didn't turn out the way you thought they If would. your kids don't turn out exactly the way you thought they would from the womb through their <laughs> preschool, through their elementary, through their middle and high school, and even college years, if they went to college and you think, you have in, you have in your mind, we have in our minds one thought or two thoughts, okay, they're going to be this, this, or this, and then they don't turn out to be that at all. And then all of a sudden you got to come to grips with, uh, was I totally wrong in that? Or are they wrong in missing it? Or was I, you know, kind of casting my shadow over them? And so we have to be okay that they didn't turn out just out, just the way we thought they would. And it's hard not to have those those notions because I think that, and maybe it happens to us, Tom, more than mamas, more than dads, but but by the time you're pregnant with them and you find out you're pregnant, you've already got like ideas in mind, like you're thinking about it. And they just, it's not like you sit around and try to come up with what they're going to be like. It just pops into your mind and it, and it, and it just sort of sits there in the back until they become adults. And then if it doesn't turn out the way you were thinking, then that's where you're, that's where you got to be okay with that. And so you were saying yesterday, a really good thing about this in, in talking about how to affirm who they are. Yeah, Speak to which, that. You know, if they didn't turn out being who you thought they'd be or even doing what that you thought they do or 
living where you thought they'd live. If you know, any of those things can be different than what you anticipated. And so, uh, first and foremost, everybody on planet earth, if, if they're in their right mind, they want to be affirmed. So find ways to affirm to who they are. And, uh, because that'll go a long way to maintaining your relationship. You know, even if your kids know, and they do, they will know, our kids know that they're, maybe they're not doing or being what we thought they would do or be. As long as we affirm who they are, we're able to maintain a healthy relationship with them. And that's what we all want, a healthy relationship with our adult kids. And there's always something that you can find. And, you know, I mean, that's easy to do if you're a parent and, you know, they're going to live in Dixon instead of Franklin. Those are two towns that are really close to us. Well, one be in our town, the others be in a town next to us. That's one thing. But if your child is choosing to... Um, you know, do something extremely contrary to what you thought, what you just took for granted that they would do, it becomes a little more challenging. And in situations like that, I think that you can always find something about your kid that you love. I, I, uh, I remember being at my daughter's wedding and listening to some of the other people giving toast at her reception and telling about what their um, opinion was kind of of her and it was very affirming and it made my heart extremely proud because I was like, look at that. I mean, she's being the cool person she is in a total, totally different world that I was not a part of. Like these were friends that I didn't even know until we got to that, to that place. And that was, you know, there's always something that we can find in them that we can affirm no matter what. Right. And in Isaiah, in the 55th chapter, it talks about that we, we got to be open to where God's working and what God's doing in the lives of our adult children. Yeah, his thoughts are not ours and his ways, was it say, are higher than ours. Yeah. And so we, we have to just say, okay, God, wherever they are and whatever they're doing at this moment, it's not the end. It's, you know, that that's not the end all be all. It's still in process. We're all in process. So we have to see okay, God's at work in this and we trust you and uh, we're not going to abandon our our faith in God because our adult kids aren't taking all the exact steps that we thought that, that, we, that they should take or that we wanted them to take or surely to goodness, why didn't they take these steps? Yeah. <laughs> and if we spend our lives, you know, questioning every step they take, all that does is drive a wedge. I mean, we might question it in our own minds or discussing it with each other as your, mm -hmm. as your husband and wife. But if every conversation you have with your kids is about how can you be doing that or why are you doing that for a career or why, you know, why are you practicing that in your life or why are you living there? I mean, pretty soon that just becomes a pain to them. And that's that, true. And that's not going to be anything that's helpful to a relationship that you want with them. And and so we got to work on that. Say, you know, God's not finished yet. Yeah. And another thing is um, you can actually I don't mean like I wrote here in my little notes to enjoy the surprises. And I don't mean you have to enjoy what is morally wrong or opposing your uh, belief system, but you can enjoy the surprise that you're still able to have a laugh or two, or you're still able to enjoy some time together, or you can still um, have good times with each other and enjoy that enjoy the surprise of what this unexpected life brings your way so anyway and for example one surprise like in our own life you know we got three kids our middle child 
and uh, she's married and lives in a, just a suburb of Denver. And uh, she came home for Christmas and uh, ended up staying with us for like six weeks. And then we had no idea that, you know, we thought, okay, they stay a week that. or 10 days and stayed six weeks. And so you got to value that. You got to appreciate that. That's time that you didn't know you were going to get. And we got it and it was precious. And so that's yeah. a sweet serendipity. That's a sweet surprise that God gives us. And we would be less than grateful if we didn't recognize that and uh, appreciate and value that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. So number two is, you want me to say it or are you going to say it? Well, number two is don't blame yourself <laughs> for their challenges and or their failures. Because uh, every kid uh, what at every age, and we even as older adults, some of us are getting a little older, you know, we're going to have challenges and failures along the way. And so if your kids are in their 20s or even in their 30s or beyond, you know, they're going to have some failures and some lows and some challenges. And you can't look at your life and say, oh, well, if I'd have done this, this and this, they wouldn't be doing this, this and this. And well, you can, well, you'll be chasing your tail a long time. You know, you'd be going in circles if you do that. Yeah, that's what we tell me. And I call it the shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> like we just that can't go there. You can't go to the shoulda, woulda, coulda. And I mean, it is. What good does that do anyway? Because you can't go backwards and undo what has been done. And then um, I wrote a question here. What, when did you ever set out to mess them up? I mean, as a parent, did you wake up one day and say, you know what, today I'm going to be the worst parent my kid could possibly have. Yeah. And I'm going to do all the things that will mess them up for now and the future. And forever. <laughs> and forever. <laughs> That's good. And chances are you never did that. And so, you know, you were acting as a parent, of course, there's things I know now that I would change. And if there's any young parents that are interested in hearing that, I'd be glad to tell them. But at the time, you're you're doing the very best you know to do with what you know at the time. And you love your children immensely. And so, you so, know. So think about the challenges and or, and or failures that your adult children are experiencing. You know, is it... Is it a failure in, in a, an effort in a vocation or a line of work? Um, you know, it's an opportunity for them to be their own person, to find out who they are and to dig deep inside of them and, and make themselves what they want them to be. And hopefully they will embrace the Lord's help. But the struggle they're in very well might be God's way of revealing himself to them and, uh, Sometimes what Leanne and I have to fight through is, you know, when they hit hiccups, even financially, are we going to bail them out? You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it might be like if you take that cocoon and you and you just see that butterfly, that that that, mm -hmm. that caterpillar turn into a butterfly and you, oh, I want to help. So you just clip off the tip and you carefully clip it down. Well, you know, it's going to come out and it's going to die mm -hmm. because through the process of of struggle and strain inside that cocoon. That's when all the nutrients get pushed out into the wings and the strength goes out into the wings and the beauty goes out in the wings. Mm. And then they come out when it's time to come out. And so we got to be careful that we don't shortchange that struggle in their lives by giving too much. And uh, maybe God's using that uh, bruising or battering or whatever that struggle is in, in his or her life of our adult kids and he's revealing himself to them and making them a better person because of it. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest things to do is to sit back, especially if you feel like I can do something, but knowing that you, you are, are that very thing, knowing that you shouldn't, 
but the other the other i mean what happens is they own if they own their own struggles and failures then they own their own success and that's that's them growing and realizing i did this this wasn't something mom and dad helped me do but i was able to do this and that's a real part of the of the journey that i think god has all of us on but especially in that so that that statement she just made lynn just made dovetails with this third thought we need to hold on for the ride and it might be a long ride and then sometimes we're not even going to be in the car so we got to sit out some of that ride yeah we're not you know they're not teenagers anymore they're not eight or nine anymore We're, we're not their sole source of hope and help and strength and nutrition in mind body and spirit and so we we've got to say okay this is their ride and sometimes if they invite us in wonderfully but a lot of times as your adult kids they're finding their own way and and they're trying to find it without you and you got to say okay you may not you may not like it because you might think well i could sure help you here but unless they invite that sometimes Uh we can find ourselves butting in and that just that causes damage to our relationship and yeah, most time they'll say you need to butt out yeah. if you're butting in. <laughs> you and, butt and what Lynn and I have to fight against is, you know, it, we've got a few notes here that she's made, and it's not our job as parents of adult kids to rescue or to protect or intercede every time that there's an issue, and they got to find their own way. Yeah, and you can offer advice maybe, or uh, but let them ask first. Like I've heard some, and this has been great that I've learned from other parents of adults, they say, you know, say, would, are you just telling me this happens a lot when they're talking to you about what's going on? One, that's a real gift. If they're opening up oh, and talking yeah, to you, because sure. that means they value the relationship. They trust you to be a good sounding board, but instead of jumping in and saying, well, I think you ought to da, 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 Instead you could say, do you want me just to listen or would you like some input there? And they may, mine will. They'll be like, nope, just want you to listen right now. And I'm like, okay, I'm hearing you. And um, you can even say back, and this is what I hear you saying, am I right? And then they can clarify. But a lot of times I know that I process my ways uh, that I'm thinking and feeling by just talking and having a safe person to talk to. And more often than not, that's going to be our role as parents of adults, not the person that sits them down and says, now you listen to me. Uh, now it, the relationship has totally changed and it's the time when they come to us and it's our turn to sit down and listen to them just as a help to help them process what they're thinking. And it doesn't mean we can't offer advice, but we need to ask them if they want it before we start giving it to them. And good. if they're doing their own thing for this season, uh, sometimes you just got to, you know, not pay too close attention to it, especially if it's something that's really painful for you. I mean, you, you can't punish yourself for what they're doing. And if, sometimes if you're too close, it, it weighs on you and mm-hmm. it's cumulative. It's very cumulative. Yeah. So that's part of the part of hold on for the ride, but sit some of it out. Right. And so sometimes you might want to just, I, I, I'm saying here, look the other way or get off of that roller coaster and just sit it out. Like, 
let them carry on and do their thing. But maybe you even need to um, be intentional about turning your attention to something else. Yeah, that's good. You know, pick up a new hobby or or go on a trip or do something fun. All all the above. That's different than being uh, just obsessed with what's going on with your children because there's still a whole lot of life going on besides what's going on with them. And most likely what's going on with them has more to do with them than it does you. And, and God will most likely accomplish more with them if you would get out of the way. I'm saying that for myself mm-hmm. in the most loving, loving way. Lovely. Yeah. Here's a forethought. Okay. Uh, parents of adult kids resign from being their teacher. You know, uh, some notes that Leanne made here, they've graduated. I mean, they, you've had them for most all their life up through high school or some college and even some of us beyond. Yeah. And that's okay. But you know, we, we can't be, sometimes we can't be their primary teacher anymore. They, they need to uh-huh. learn themselves. You know, some things can't be learned. I mean, except through personal experience and you, we'd wish it wasn't that way, but it is that way. Sometimes things can't be learned unless we learn them through personal experience. Well, and I was thinking about too, when we graduate from high school, that day you throw that cap up in the air and shout hoorah, you don't ever go back. You never go back to those classes. You never go back to those teachers, but you never get away from what they taught you either. And so even though our kids have have graduated from us being their, their primary um, teachers and leaders in their lives, what we poured into them is still in them. And so there's really not anything I would venture to say, there's probably not anything you can tell them now that you haven't already told them before. And what I've learned when I have, um, not, you know, a lot of this we've learned by doing it the wrong way. (laughs) And when I do try to tell them what I've told them before, the funny thing is they could almost just lecture me right back to me because they already know what I'm going to say. And a lot of times they're already thinking, well, this is what my mom's going to say. So I can surprise them more by not saying anything at all, or by just saying, you know what, you're a big girl now, you, you figure it out. Or my, all three of my kids one day were sitting in a room together, um, having a conversation with each other. And I kind of giggled at listening to them, giving each other advice. And they were saying a lot of the things that I wished that I could say to them, but they were hearing it from siblings, from their relationship with siblings. And I just kind of smiled and looked at them and I said, you know what? All three of you are so smart and so able. I'm just going to let y'all figure it out. And I walked off. And I really felt like, even though they didn't like stand up and applaud me, I felt like I deserved a standing ovation. Like that was a throwdown moment as a mama, as a mama of adult kids, of being able to say, y'all got this, y'all can figure it out. And let me not feel like I had to have the role of learning you that information. You remember, we we can't learn them nothing, you know. Uh um, You know, like Leanne said, You've told your kids what you believe, you know, especially specifically in the way of, you know, walking with the Lord and using the Bible as a guide for life. Maybe some of those of you who are listening to this uh, parents of uh, adult children podcast, you know, you're dealing with some kids that aren't choosing uh, lifestyles and and, you know, just habits that that are really in a way that, you know, honoring the Lord or honoring his word. And you can tell your kids that, but they know what you believe already. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, they, they've lived in your roof and, and they've watched you live your life and the choices you make, biblical choices you make. 
And if, if we just keep hitting them, you know, just because you say the truth, you know, you say, well, I got to tell them the truth. Well, they know that truth. And, and again, you're, you and I, we, we take chances by really doing damage to that relationship when, when if we just say bye 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 you know bye 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 Bible verse Bible verse and if yeah. you would if you wouldn't do that bye 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 this is the reason you're having that well they're not they're probably not in a season or a state to hear that in a positive way and we got listen we have to make sure we don't say it just to make ourselves feel good mm-hmm. you know we can't just say well I know the truth I got to tell them they they probably already know what you believe and the relationship's too important to to let that, you know, become a, a thorn and, and, a, and a, a wedge between you. Uh, it reminds me of one time, a long time ago, one of my children said to me, she said, Mama, you need to talk to, let's see how she say it. You need to talk to Jesus a whole lot more about me and talk to me a whole lot less about him. So. <laughs> And she was not wrong. I mean, she was wrong at a lot of things at that stage of life. But in that particular thing, she was not wrong. And and as we're saying this, I'm thinking about how we don't we sometimes forget how powerful it is for us to talk to Jesus about our children. And honestly, at um, if you're in this place in life where they've kind of dismissed um, what is valuable and in your faith, it is a lot more powerful for you to talk to God about them than it is for you to talk to them about God. And so just resign from being their teacher. You don't have to be their teacher anymore. And uh, here's a, here's the fifth, the and, fifth and final fifth yeah. and final thought that, that we have here on our notes is we got to love them. And uh, you know, love, love is not, if, if any person and this is not just relationships with uh, parents with their adult kids but if any person says to another person i love you if you know i'll love you if you live this way or i'll love you with if you pursue this avenue of of work i'll love you if you live here in our town that's not love then that's Mm -hmm. not love at all that's manipulation and that's self-serving and uh, that that's trying to get what you want. That's that's really manipulation. And that's not what love is at all. You know, God, God didn't love us like that. He didn't say, I love you. If he just says, I love you. And uh, think about this. If we just want to go right back to the cross, Jesus died for everybody with that an amazing love for everybody. And he loves even those who don't love him back. You know, he, he loved the ones who were nailing him on the cross. He loved the thief that was repentant, right? But he loved the thief that didn't repent on the other side, just as much as the one who said, remember me today when you come into your kingdom, when you come into paradise. And so we got to love them with, and Leanne's words are no strings attached and just say, I love you. Well, and they know they are. That's also a heart situation that we've got to reconcile in our own relationship with the Lord. And I think that we're able to do this when we're able to trust God with the things that we can't control and that we can't manage because your kids are smart. They know you, they know, um, they know what you want. And somehow you've got to be able to express your love to them, um, in a way that they can't come back and say, well, I know that you're really not loving me until I do such and such. But you've got to be able to kind of prove them wrong in that attitude and be like, nope, you know what? I just love you and I can never love you more. I will never love you less. I just love you. And that means um, that takes a 
a lot of humility on your part. It takes a lot of um, turning the other cheek sometimes. But um, this love is powerful and resilient. And I honestly think it's probably the most powerful thing we can do with our kids. And one of the things I was thinking about when I wrote this, that we just love them with no strings attached, is I was remembering, I told Tom, I said, remember when they were babies? And, you know, when you bring that baby home from the hospital, all it contributes to your life is a lot of interruption. Yeah, poopy diapers. <laughs> Crying Sleepless in the night. middle of the night. Yeah. And there's nothing that they give you that makes, except that they're adorable, there's nothing they give you that makes loving them easy, but you just love them. And you just love them because they're there and because they're an amazing, miraculous creation that somehow came from the two of you that God has gifted you with. And that's the way we still have to love them. So even if you have to put in your mind, think about them at two months old at 2 a.m. in the morning when they're squalling and you're poking each other to see who's going to, you know, get up and get them. And that's the way we have to love them. Just uh, be there, um, be just refuse to, to not, not love them and, um, and let them know that. And I, I included in this also, not only do you need to love them, but you got to love who they love. And even if they've chosen a partner, you know, we don't have in our culture arranged marriages where parents get to choose the partners for their children. And that may be good or bad. I'm not sure. It was great when I was the kid. I don't think it's great as a parent, but we got to love who they love too. And there's no, absolutely no excuse for us not to do that because of, again, what Tom just said, Jesus loves everybody. And so we can't go to God and say, well, I love my kid, but I don't love their spouse or whatever. You can't, you can't do that. You got to love who they love. And not only do you have to do that before the Lord, but you've got to do that if you want to have a relationship with your, your child too, because who they love is important to them and it matters to them and has great influence on their life. And so the more you're willing to accept that person and find no fault in them, look for what's good, do all the things that we've talked about doing with our, our sons or our daughters and just treat them the same way. Um, and stay neutral, you know, and even when they go up and down in their relationship, if you can stay neutral, then, you know, it's a win because then you're not creating barriers that make it hard for them to have a relationship with you. You can say a lot about love. You, you know, love is, you know, love is lovely. Love is beautiful. Love is kindness. Uh, you can say there's a lot of words that you could use to describe love, um, uh, long suffering or whatever, but you know, one word you cannot use to describe love is easy. Mm, uh, love, love good. demands sacrifice. That's you good. know, love demands effort on our part. It, it love costs you something. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I know your adult kids are not adorable anymore. You know, when they were babies, <laughs> they were adorable. So, and, and maybe now you're not cleaning up their diapers, but you, you, sometimes you find yourself, you're still cleaning up their poopy mess, even if it's not the form of diaper, <laughs> right. but it, and it, and it, and so love them, you know, don't wait. Mm. You know, one of the things Leanne wrote in these notes is don't wait until when, you know, just love them now. I mean, yeah. whatever that means. And, and, uh, for some of you, you might be estranged, you know, there might be a deep separation between you and some of your adult kids and they, they, whether they live down the street or, across the country, there might be some kind of brokenness between, you know, maybe today after you listen to this, just reach out to them and just say, Hey, I had you on my mind. Mm. I just want to tell you, I love you. That's and, good. Uh, 
So listen, Lord, I just pray for any of those moms and dads of adult kids who right now are feeling the struggle that, man, my kids are, and I, we used to be so close. We used to be best friends. We went, we did life so well together when they were, you know, when they were in high school and they were in the band and I used to love to travel with them. And I was so proud of them when they were cheerleader or if they were in sports or if they were on the debate team and, and then, but Lord, I don't, I don't have that now. And, and there's, and so God, I just pray for hurting moms and dads who, who feel estranged from their own kids, the, their own, the flesh of their flesh and, and, and they're hurting. And so I pray for moms and dads right now. And I just pray for a wisdom on how to reach out to their kids and just say, I love you and I'm proud of you in any way you can. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, I pray, I pray your help in the lives of moms and dads of adult kids and I thank you for some are listening that have really good relationships with their adult children. Lord, we're thankful for that. And, uh-huh. and that's what we all are praying for in our lives. So God, uh, help us to know how to be the right kind of parents for for ki- for our kids that are, are now grown-ups are in the process of growing up. Lord, we pray. <laughs> Amen. That's good. And Lord, I just want to add thank you for um, you deciding that these would be our children and we would be their parents. Oh, and in right. this way, yeah. we know that um, the, you knew this day was coming from the beginning of time. And mm-hmm. we have been handpicked by you to be the only mother they have, the only father they have. And so we are get, we are equipped and we have everything we need to love our children well. And God, we just yield our hearts to you and invite you to... to um, work through us in the way that you want to as you work in their lives. But also, Lord, just give us the confidence and the confident faith in you that it's not necessarily about us at all. And it might not even be through our relationship that um, that they find their contentment and their joy and their goodness in life. It, it's obviously going to be from their relationship with you and not us. And so, God, that we would just... Um, have our eyes on you and, uh, and follow through. I thought such a great idea to follow through on whatever ideas you give us on ways that we can love our children with no strings attached. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And uh, would you do us a favor? Would you take Leanne's podcast and just today, uh, share it with uh, four or five of your friends. Uh, Leanne has so many good topics that she covers. And uh, so would you just share this with your friends? And we'd be very thankful. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Leanne McCoy podcast. As always, we encourage you to not only share the podcast with friends you know who might benefit from it, but also subscribe to our podcast so that you don't ever miss a single episode. I also want to remind you that the Prayer Clinic Ministry is a way for you to mobilize your church to pray. At our church, we have over 40 people on our prayer team. That's 40 people who are connected with each other 24-7, praying over the needs of our church, our community, our, our world, and especially available to pray with our people when they have certain needs. The prayer clinic ministry allows you to pray and stay with people until God answers their prayers. We know that when we pray, God works. And in all situations, especially as um, 
people in your church might be in this season of parenting their adult kids. It's such a great season to know that you've got a whole team of people that can be praying you through this, many of them who've already been through it themselves. So if you want to learn more about the Prayer Clinic ministry, just go to prayerclinic.com. On our show notes today, we'll include um, just the points that that Tom and I made while we were co- talking about this. these five things that we've learned. We'll list those five things and they'll be right there for you so that you can go back to that and maybe even download it and have it for your own notes. But anyway, take care. We love you. We're praying for you. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you.